and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. It is the emergency Dorm Room Dispute Podcast because the great Carson Wentz has been traded. Yes, yes. And uh, we Carson have a lot Wentz of... is on the move, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, uh, I have a lot of thoughts about this. Uh, first off, you know, Carson, I had a bone to pick with you. You know, I have been defending this man for over a year, putting my credibility on the line, making an ass of myself in the SIGAP living room, Sunday after Sunday. You it's throw true. interception, defending true. you. It's true. I wanted you to come home to Chicago. The nerve of you to be like, oh, I don't want to play where it's cold. I would rather play in a dome. Oh, I'd rather play with a stable coach with a good offensive line and a good defense. <laughs> you screw you, Carson. You should have went to Chicago. Yeah, you're so good. The nerve of you, what? For you not coming to my city. Darnell Mooney's not good enough for yeah, you, Carson. Sorry, we don't have any good offensive weapons. We got Darnell Mooney, though, so that's going to count for something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? You're dead to me, Carson. You're dead oh, to wow, me. Wow, wow. That being said, he's going to win the MVP next year. Yeah. That or he will finish in the top 10. That, that, that was a great move for him. That, that he could not have landed in a better spot, and he's gonna prove all of you wrong. He will finish in the at least at least the top ten in the MVP. They might screw him, but he will finish in the top ten. There's the the mechanics will be fixed by Frank Reich. That offensive line, no one's gonna touch him. He's got no more excuses now. Right. But you should have went to Chicago. Well, how dare you? So, not want to play in our cold weather city. So here's what happened to Carson Wentz, right? This is my this is my long winded analogy. So just bear with me. So he had it all going. You know, his, first, his rookie year, he was like, all right, but it's his rookie year. So it's like, whatever. He gets better, Twenty, I believe 2017. 2018, he's MVP guy, gets hurt. And what happened was he had everything going for him. He had a hot wife. He had, well, this, this, this is the analogy. I don't know if he's married. He is married, actually. He is married. So, but I'm not I'm not commenting. You, you get what I mean. Funny thing, he's got a side note for the marriage. They asked him in a press conference if like, he had any workouts or whatever during his honeymoon. And he's like, oh, yeah, I had some workouts. Wink, wink. And everyone's like, oh, Jesus, Carson. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> anyways, he's got a hot wife. He's got a great job. You know, he's got he's got the, the white picket fence, golden retriever. And all of a sudden, it all starts going downhill. Nick Foles steals his wife. They She leaves with the kids. But he still got his job. He still got his nice things. And all of a sudden, that goes down. His boss hates him. He's still holding on to it. And then his boss and him get in this huge fight. He keeps deteriorating, deteriorating. And all of a sudden, he's out, his, his family's gone. His kids are gone. He loses his job. His boss hates him. His friends all hate him. No one likes this man. So what do you do when you're at rock bottom? You go to therapy. And that's what's happened with Carson Wentz. He's back with his old buddy, uh, Frank Reich. He's, he's, he's like, all right, I'm at rock bottom. He was the 34th ranked passer last year. He was horrible. By any standards, he was probably, I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks, uh, like a lot of different teams that you'd rather have than Carson Wentz. He was one of the most inaccurate passers in the game. He had the most turnover-worthy plays. It, it was him. I mean, you go bottom three, it's him, Trubisky, and Drew Locke. Like, in all bottom three categories, for like a lot of different things. And at least two of those guys are young and trying to figure it out. Well, I guess kind of one. Trubisky's, we've seen enough of him. But Carson Wentz, he is at rock bottom. Will he be able to fix it? I don't know. When you're in this situation, you can give him all the tools you need. You can give him offensive line. You can give him Jonathan Taylor. You can give him T.Y. Hilton. You can give him a pretty good Michael defense. Pittman's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. But it's all going to come down to Carson Wentz. And if you look at his statistics, when he hit that peak in 2017, it has been straight downhill from there. He's well, been bad. All right. 
what I'm hearing from that analogy was that's not Carson's fault. It was a bunch of gold digging backups coming yeah, it's in true. and taking well, his stuff, well, and then that's why he hit rock that's bottom. That's the thing. He he's at rock bottom, and it's like you know, it's, uh, by no fault of his own here. I mean, okay, maybe some bit, fault, man, but, uh, but yeah, uh, what I'm hearing is the majority of the blame is from these outside backup quarterbacks. Well, you know that what? Came I mean, in the, and took his wife. It's no, it's no, it's no, mis- it's no, uh, you know, mystery like the Eagles. Like roster and head coaching situation got like progressively worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he has like, but I think he that in turn he just got progressively worse. It is it like what came first, chicken or the egg? Did the Eagles become bad because Carson Wentz was bad, or did Carson Wentz become bad because the Eagles became bad, or is it same thing? I don't really know. And that's the thing is I think Ryan, Carson Wentz can be the, a Ryan Tannehill type guy because Ryan Tannehill has his career has had a resurgence since he got the Tennessee Titans. I mean he was. Well, he was on the Dolphins yes. for a while. No, he was I agree bad. With that. I think you know what I mean. I think that's fairly true. But peak Carson Wentz is more talented. Like Carson Wentz at his full potential is more talented than Ryan Tannehill at his full potential. See, the hard part is about his full potential though. Is it was one year? He, oh, I disagree. I mean, I disagree. He, he the last three years he's been in the top fourteen and Pro Football Focus quarterback rates. He had one bad year, and everyone wants to shit on. No, and you I take mean, out his rookie year too, or you're still figuring stuff out. But even his rookie year, he had like flashes, like oh yeah, there's something special. Like the injuries have been the biggest factor in derailing him, and then I think the lack of confidence. They start chipping away at your confidence, and all of a sudden it's like oh, you're bringing him to the backup. Yeah. Oh, I got no old line now. The whole city's ripping on me. Like yeah, okay, that's got like mentally, uh, that's gonna be exactly. that's a problem. That's why that's why he's in so, Indianapolis. The, go, and yeah. we'll go into the Indianapolis part. This is the only team that made sense for Carson Wentz. Staying on the Eagles was like a death sentence, and it was pretty much a foregone conclusion. I mean, there was a report that he and Peterson hadn't talked to each other in, like, nine weeks. You know what I mean? The, he's, the Bears are a garbage franchise, and no quarterback wants to go there. Uh, the Broncos didn't want him. Well, the food's good in Chicago. So. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to spend your winters in Chicago? I don't understand that. <laughs> These bulls wonder why they can't get any free agents. It's like, well, why wouldn't you spend January on the lakefront? Yeah, dude, it's awesome. Snowing. I got frost inside my car windshield last night. It was super cool. I was literally screwing. Anyways. But, yeah, I mean, like, there is no team out there that made and, – and it's literally, like, th- th- Carson Wentz's, like, last prayer is that, like, Frank Wright can fix him. Because, like – he, he without Frank Reich, he hasn't been good. He he hasn't. Been... I mean, they were winning games with Jacoby Brissett, and last year with Philip Rivers, who mind you, Philip Rivers is pretty good, but like he does turn the ball over a lot as well, and he's not as mobile as Carson Wentz will be. Like I think this is a significant improvement for the Colts as well, who were already a Super Bowl caliber team well, that just ran into a very well, good first round. Uh, I'm gonna push back on that. I'm gonna push back on that. Philip Rivers had 4,169 yards, 24 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and QBR of 63. Which I'll cross. This QBR is not great, but when you come to his play, I think it was pretty he good. He was good. No, he was good. And I, I don't see. Like I don't understand how like it like it's such a gamble though. I mean, it's not really a gamble because. Philip Rivers retired, and they, it, I mean, it was like a what, second round pick and then a conditional pick. That could be a first or a third, depending on if Carson Wentz stays healthy, which is another big question. But that's not a question we can predict. But it's like, I don't know how much of an upgrade it is. And I see a lot of people talking about the Colts. I'm like, all right, look, like we talked about the Colts last year, and like their defense was like not that good. You no, always that's wanted when there it to was be injuries, good. though. 
That was because they were never fully healthy. DeForest Buckner missed, missed, yeah, missed a bunch of time. Darius Leonard missed a bunch of time. At full capacity, that's a solid defense. Now, they, they do need defense. another They need another I mean, pass rusher, but that is a top 10 defense in the league. And then you mix that with that offensive line and that running game, and I think they have sufficient weapons. Like the tight end spot they have there with Trey Burton, Mo Alley-Cox, Jack Doyle. Like, that's that's a solid tight end core, and then Pittman's a solid receiver. I don't know if T.Y. Hilton's going to be back. They might need another guy on the outside. But if you draft, if you draft a receiver and you get a couple pass rushers, that this team's set. They, that is a Super Bowl contender. See, here's the, thing. here's the thing, though. Carson Wentz couldn't win the NFC East last year. There's a lot of quarterbacks that couldn't win. Dak Prescott, could, well, I mean, he got hurt. That, so is, okay. that is cap. That is cap. If Dak Prescott stayed healthy, they were going to win that division. Well, I mean, he was healthy the year before, and he couldn't beat out Carson Wentz to win that division, so... I mean, yeah, but I mean, not. the Cowboys had their own problems. Regardless, though, he—I mean, the 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 statement still stands. He couldn't win the NFC East. Now, what do you, what? How, how do we think he's going to be be better than the Titans? I mean, everyone wants to rip the Titans. The, the, the Titans beat the Titans were better than the Colts last year, and we think that now that Carson. Uh, went, I don't know if the Titans are. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. Slightly, not by much. I mean, they split their two games they played. What I think, but the Titans—they went farther in the playoffs. They had a better playoff showing. No, they didn't. They both got knocked out in the first round. And the Colts oh, should have won their game if it wasn't for a couple missed field goals and they went for it on fourth down on the one and missed it. I think that, Well, they were both close games. Like, it's not like... They were, they were both close games, and those were both teams that got knocked out in the wild card round that I think were better than, like, the wild card round teams. Like, they were both very capable players. Regardless, teams, though, I mean, you're in a division... Like, you're going to be in a division with Trevor Lawrence... Probably Deshaun Watson. Oh no, the the Jacksonville Jaguars and their well-run franchise. I mean, Urban I mean, Carson Wentz was coaches. losing. Carson Wentz was losing to the Giants and the football team, and the Cowboys with with Andy Dalton. They're but losing those games. The, the and, walls and, and now, are crumbling around him in Philly. Doug Peterson is a boob, and everyone likes Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts didn't do anything that special. He made a couple highlight real plays, but if you look at his numbers. It wasn't significantly better than Carson I mean, Wentz in his production. I mean, you're they comparing, score in you're the comparing red zone. a fifth-year QB to a guy who played, like, what, three games? Well, I'm games? just saying everyone's like, oh, well, it was Carson Wentz was the problem. And Jalen Hurts came in. It wasn't It wasn't I mean, Jalen Hurts beat either. the Saints. The defense beat the Saints. He put up, like, what? Three touchdowns. All right. In his first game. He didn't play bad. Dude, Jalen Hurts, I mean, you can't really compare Carson Wentz to Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts played, like, four games, and he didn't even get a chance to play against the last game against the football team. I just saying it was not Carson. I mean, I just, I just completely his fault last year. Did he play bad? Yes. He played. He no, 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 no. He, he was, was terrible. He was not the worst QB in the league. He was but those numbers, worse than the worst QB. But like in the you could say, okay, like Patrick Mahomes in that Super Bowl had a lower QBR than Rex Grossman in his Super Bowl. And we're not going to sit here and be like, oh, Patrick Mahomes is a horrible quarterback because there was other factors around it that made him play so poorly. Well, that's one game. And he that's played not a whole terrible. season. Well, I mean, yes, but it's the same. Fifteen same touchdowns, sort of sixteen thing. interceptions, bro. He was horrible. He was the least accurate passer. That and now is... he's got support. Yeah. You are I mean, victim-blaming right here's now, the Marshall. Thing. Here's you know the what? thing. I don't really appreciate this victim-blaming. <laughs> here's the thing. I think that the tools are there for the Colts to become a wild-card team. They were a wild-card team. They bet. Yeah, and now they have the... They... Chris Bollard is the smartest general manager in football. And you're am not I telling wrong? me they're not going to get better. They they were going to make more improvements. Even Wait, as am past. I wrong? I feel like that is not an untrue statement. I said the pieces are in place for them to be a wild card team. They're, is that not, not that's true? That's a division winning. Is team, that right? not true? That's a division winning team at least. Well, okay, you got you got a wild card team. What are they? Nine and seven last year. 
No, they won. Uh, are they ten and six? I believe they won eleven games. They're eleven and five. Are you sure? Yeah. We're the Titans were twelve. Titans had twelve wins. They had eleven wins. That was the best. That was the best sixty that has ever played in a wild card. They were okay. They were eleven, 11 and, and five. five. Yep. So they're eleven and five, and now you're adding the thirty-fourth ranked passer. That's skewed. Uh, you could also say a uh, former MVP who got hurt, but he has a former MVP who is who is now the thirty-fourth ranked passer. That's what. You, that's where you're at. And people are saying Super Bowl contender. Super Bowl contender. Automatically. Yes. The smart people are. Smart people like me. This man's gonna. Fit. I'm telling you, this this is exactly what Carson Wentz needed. I remember when when Cam Newton went to the went to the. Uh, Cam Newton was also uh, he was actually was the MVP. And, and then he got hurt, and then he too, got washed. But I don't think Cam Newton's he's bad. He's just, well, Cam Newton was never the same passer as Carson Wentz. They had completely different games. His body just broke down because he was more of a running back that could play. That was Regardless, here's what I think. I think I think it can work. I don't think I think people are like it's it's a little disrespectful to Philip Rivers to be completely honest with you. I think it is. I think people you swap out Carson Wentz for Philip Rivers now all of a sudden they're gonna get better. I don't think so. I think that's the, that, they had Philip Rivers, man. That's a Hall of Fame quarterback. I don't care if it was the last year of his career. It was Philip Rivers. That's a that's a that's a winner right there. That's a quarter. I, and I rip on Philip Rivers all the time. But that dude, you give him the right pieces, that's a winner right there. They went no, eleven and five with him, and now people are they're gonna bring in Carson Wentz, and everyone's like, oh yeah, now they have it. It's like dog. They just had well, all. Rivers, had a potential Hall of Fame. Here's the difference. Guy. Here's the difference. Philip Rivers, and he was very. I mean, I I watched him play. I thought he played very well last year. I mean. But his thing was, behind that offensive line, he was able to sit back there and he could just sling it all over the place. That was Carson Wentz's problem last year. The offensive line deteriorated. Now he's going to have the same luxury. And then when the play does break down, which it occasionally does, Phillip Rivers isn't extending a play. Where Carson Wentz has the ability to extend a play, and he's going to make you a couple extra plays where, like, if the first read's not there, he can improvise. All right. To conclude, all right, we're going to do this. Ceiling, floor, your prediction. For, like, record and, like, their standard. All right, I think floor is like obviously like I think if he does what he did last year, they could be like a six win team. But I think ceiling, I think they can win the division. I don't. I the ceiling's the division. That's what they 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 were a game back winning finish. the division last year. I didn't year. finish. Yeah. Let me finish. The ceiling's the division first round exit. Oh, give me a br- the the ceiling is a Super Bowl. They will be a Super Bowl contender. The the floor, I think. Nine and seven, you barely missed the playoffs. What, bro? Carson Wentz okay, if Carson Wentz, I I feel like it is not that like big of a of a like crazy thing to say that there's a very strong possibility that he just continues to deteriorate. You got two free wins against the Texans, probably assuming Deshaun Watson gets traded. Even if he doesn't, that team's kind of a mess still around him. He's not even going to play. The Jaguars, even when you get Trevor Lawrence, is going to be just like the Bengals last year with uh, Joe Burrow. Yeah, he's going to be good, the but they don't have any. They don't have any pieces around him. Those are going to be they two free LaVisca wins. And, and I think Robinson. they split against the Titans. Titans are a pretty good team. Now I will say this: the Colts' schedule is kind of tough. If you look at their schedule; they do have some tough teams on there. They play Seattle. They play the Rams. That being said, I think I I, I think it's a well-constructed roster. It's a well-coached team. So what do you think is going to happen? What do you, do you think? Gonna, I think you think they're going to go realistically. To the Super Bowl? I uh, it's too early to say there, but I would not be surprised. I I think they will at least at least make it to the second round of the playoffs. At least. So that's what that's what and Carson Wentz will be in the top ten in the MVP voting. All right. That's that. There you case. have it. I think they're gonna be a first round exit. Um 
there we have it. On on a smaller note, on a smaller note, a little change of pace. The NBA All Star Game is coming up. We just saw the voting. Uh, I know we have our words about uh, Zach Levine and uh, some other guys making the the, the All Star Game, but I'm just gonna say right now that I like the NBA. I think Adam Silver is a good commissioner. I think that. I really like what they did with the bubble. I thought they handled themselves very well last year. And I think this is probably one of the like pure money-grabbing, boneheaded moves I've ever seen out of the NBA. Because I think this All-Star game is so unimportant. No one cares. And, I mean, there's already been like four like mini-concerts that have started. It's in Atlanta. And Atlanta's a huge rap scene. And like a ton of rappers have already been like, we're having like a... Like a, like a concert house show party kind of thing. Like, it's so stupid. It is incredibly stupid. Adam Silver said it was for the fans, and that is just not true. It is entirely for money. And I'm quite frankly, I'm a little disappointed. I think the NBA players are also a little disappointed that this is even happening. It's a, it's a shame. I'm not going to watch it regardless if it was COVID or not COVID. And uh, it's just all around just very, very dumb. You're not going to watch it? Why wouldn't you watch it? What day is it on? Like what I day? don't If it's on like a... I, I, I mean, I'm not going out of my way to watch I'm it. I feel like really it's going to be on a Saturday night, and, like, I'll have, like, plans. And even if it's, like, the minorest of plans, I'll be like, yeah, I don't need to watch the NBA. All-Star but, game. so, I don't disagree. I probably won't watch it. I don't really care. Unless Zach Levine gets in, then, I, then I'll probably watch. Uh, but, I don't know what the rap concert thing has to do. How is that affecting? Well, that's the thing, is that they were they were saying that, like, Adam Silver was like, we're going to have it in Atlanta, but we're not going to have any parties around it. Like, they shouldn't have parties. And it's like, if you have the All-Star game, that's just an attraction for, like, large gatherings. They know what's going to happen. You know, it happens with every yeah. All-Star game. It happens with every All-Star game. There's always concerts and stuff like that, which is awesome and it's fun and it's whatever. And they're like, no, we're going to still have the All-Star game, but without the large gathering of people in Atlanta, a huge party city. And it's like, dude. Do you not know what's going to happen? You know what I no, mean? No, okay, that's fair, that's fair, that's fair. Now, speaking of criticizing the NBA, I mean, there's not really much. I mean, you know, the starters were basically who we expected. I mean, there's the Luka. Except for Dame. Dame got snubbed for Luka. Damian Lillard. I think Luka's better than him. I mean, I don't know. Damian Lillard's going I, off this year. He is kidding? going off. I don't know if that's a snub, though. And he's, he's still going to get in. I I mean, that that's not out. I think it was I pretty. I think, I think Dame this year has been a lot better than Luka. Been close. I mean, the t- the team's been a little better. I Dame probably should have. I wouldn't call that a snub. I'm not. I'm not losing any sleep over that one. Now, I do want to get your opinion. Uh, well, before I wrap up here, and this happened literally right after we released our last episode, so we're a little late on reacting to it. But Draymond Green, he had some comments about uh, teams, oh, yeah. uh, basically like the double standard. Um, if you haven't heard it yet. Uh, yeah, they, they well, the team the teams can sit a player and trade them with like Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin, but uh, players sitting uh, for like uh, yeah health whatever. Reasons. Now I and yeah I appreciate Draymond's honesty during because a lot of times you get this typical media like answer like the stereotypical like oh it was a great team win I played hard gotta get better like I appreciate <laughs> the raw unfiltered emotion that Draymond gave. Uh, and so, like, I'm not going to knock him for that, but there was a lot of inaccuracies in what he was saying. Now, some of what he said, there's a lot of truth. And I think these people are like, oh, you're just going to do what your boss tells you. That's what I have to do at Taco Bell. It's like, well, all right, you can't really compare <laughs> the two. Like, come on, are you angry? Facebook. That's like all these comments you're seeing. <laughs> like, uh, but 
He says like the organizations never get ripped by the fans or like held accountable. Like that is that is not true at all. Have you ever true. been? To, have you if you ever been to Chicago? Because if you listen to sports talk radio, that's all they do is rip the Bears front office and Gar packs for like four years. Uh, well, the it's Knicks the NBA, and, why they and it's like I they, mean, uh, NBA owners always getting held accountable for like trades or whatever. And secondly, if you knew what I mean. It's part. It's part of the job. Like you, it's, I mean, I can understand no, where you're I like. No, I think you're missing the point, though. The point is that, like, if player A wants to just sit because he wants to, you know, maybe his uh, his team's not doing well or something like that. He's like, I want to preserve like my body because this is like my tool to make money, uh, and I got to keep myself at peak performance. And like, you know, I it's sitting like back to back, yada yada yada. Whereas the the a team like the Pistons can just say, yeah, we're just not gonna play. Blake Griffin, and everyone's just like, yeah, like, that's fine. And he's saying that, like, both are acceptable, but the NBA front offices get a pass. Obviously, every front office is going to take flack for, like, bad trades, bad drafts, whatever, whatever, whatever. But in this specific scenario, it's like the NBA front offices catch zero flack, and it is actually normalized, which is fine because it should be, to sit a player to preserve them because you're going to trade them. You don't want Andre Drummond to get hurt before you trade him if you're the Cavs because you want whatever it's going to get in return. Whereas he's saying that in Andre Andre Drummond's perspective, he's like, yeah, I don't want to play. We're like a crappy team and like I want to go elsewhere. That would be frowned upon, generally speaking. Well, I mean, he glossed over the James Harden thing, too, because he mentioned it in it. And he just kind of glossed over like that was undeniably handled horribly. Like you can't look at that and be like, "Oh yeah, James Harden was just look like that well, was I'm horrible." Saying, what for, like, well, I'm saying, what what about what about? And I'm just posing the scenario. So what is what if James Harden said, uh, "Yeah, I'm." I mean, he kind of he definitely was mailing it in. But what if he said, "I'm not. I'm gonna sit on the bench until you trade me. I don't want to be here." That'd that be would better be frowned than going upon. Out, well, that would be, be frowned upon. But it'd be better than going out there and dogging it. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. And but I think it either either way it's gonna be frowned upon. But if the Rockets said it. Dream, and, and no. Let's like, say, yeah. There's there's some you know bad points mean? he brought up. I just think the some of the points he made there were some discrepancies. I think it was in fair. Some of the stuff I think Draymond Green is slowly becoming a pretty good ambassador for the game, and I he's think he's going to be a good anal- uh, He's going to be a good analyst. Uh, hopefully, he, he can remember the players' names and take you know like uh, Shaq's job or. Uh, Charles Chuck, Barkley. Uh, yeah, Chuck Barkley. Uh, yeah. Sure, they're too entertaining to take Charles Barkley off there, even though Charles Barkley puts the... Yeah, he's an idiot, but... Uh, he is an idiot. I, he is too funny. I wouldn't want to take Chuck off, but... Yeah, well... Uh, but yeah, I think that's it. So, all right, Carson Wentz. Second round of the playoffs. Or first round exit. Will he make the playoffs? We will yes, see. Yes, he will. It's just been we a long, drawn-out process to prove me right. Carson will do it. All despite the fact I'm mad at you because you didn't want to come to Chicago. So... Screw you. Yeah, and, and oh, oh, Going oh, to a oh, stable oh. organization. I'm ending it saying one. Sean Watson and the Broncos. It's going to happen. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. We will see. You are kidding yourself. We will see. That's going to happen. Hey, well, Bears the fans. Broncos for that price, they should have been in on Carson Wentz. Yeah, Carson no, Wentz and the Broncos. I know. They, they're not well run. John Elway doesn't know how to pick a good quarterback. I would think Carson Wentz would be like the perfect John Elway quarterback. He's a tall, big, strong country boy. Carson Wentz That's should true. like him. I don't know. I feel like John. While while John Elway is big on on the whites at quarterback, I don't think he's a country guy. He's more of like a city guy, like a Paxton Lynch, well groomed man. Don't want some bearded man shooting rabbits everywhere. It's all about looks and yes, but he's a man of God. So oh, that is true. That is true. Well, I don't know. I could see John Elway being like, I don't know. Well, we'll end it there. Uh, Sean Watson and or Russell Wilson to the Broncos. 
See you next week. That's all I got.